welcome to another episode of You Should Have Been a Meat Shield, a Dungeons and Dragons slash tabletop role-playing podcast for your school library, public library, anybody trying to <clears throat> run a D&D session with, maybe with students or youth and <clears throat> feeling overwhelmed by it or hoping for advice or anything like that. I am no expert, but I've been... DMing for a few years with um, students and also adults, so I have a few things that have worked, and I'm going to run you through today in Dungeons and Dragons a, I guess, opening scenario, something that will hopefully help you with you know what do I do at the beginning? So it's kind of a trope, but if all your characters meet at an inn. Or a tavern. I know a tavern sounds with students and kids. I mean, I don't have alcohol in the game, of course. So with adults, it doesn't matter. But unless they don't want it, uh, you should always ask if you're a DM, if you're DMing with adults, if they have any issues around characters using alcohol, etc. But of course, with kids, you're not going to be including that. So I, but I do have inns, and there are places where they can go and stay. And I try to make it as immersive as possible. I like to use, I like inns. I like the um, atmosphere, and you can create a cool atmosphere. And that's what I'm going to do today with a little thing that will hopefully um, help. And you can um, do this with level one characters. So once you've got your characters set up, you can use this now. What you need for uh, an inn right away is a name, okay? <laughs> and I like to use, it's just my fun, my own thing that I like to do, which I'm sure a lot of people do, but I like to use um, classic rock or um, band names maybe they've never heard of, or maybe they have, but um, you're, you can steal this, you can do what you want, you can call it anything you want, but let's say they're at um, the an inn called Tangerine Dream, which is a band that I discovered recently from the UK, and I love them. Um... Uh, or you could call it the hero's chalice, whatever you want, okay? But what kind of place is this? Is it, you know, a rundown place? I like the rundown ones personally. Um, so this would be like a single story, timber frame building, roughly hewn wooden tables. Um, now, when they walk in, um, how many people are in there? So I like, when they, personally, I like just crowded ones. And what I would suggest you do, so you they go in, maybe it's, it smells. Well, what's the smell like? You can smell cooking meat. You can smell body odor. You can smell you know, people crowded together. It's busy. There's a lot of noise. Um, so they may say, well, what do we see? You know, And this is what I suggest. So get them to roll a perception check. So on the left-hand side under their skills, they have a perception value. Um, they roll a 20-sided dice, and you add your perception bonus. So... Depending on the class, the race, they may have really good perception even at level one. So say they have plus three to their perception. They roll a d20, 20-sided dice, and they get a um, 10, and you add your three, so 13. In your head, you should have a number that they need, okay? You have a number that they need in order to see certain things. Now, Everything that they notice doesn't have to be and shouldn't be crucial to their quest or story or anything. You can have a million different red herrings or just non-things, like non-quests um, in there. But if they rolled like a natural 20, they would see all kinds of 
things. They might notice some odd behavior. They might notice um, people looking shifty in the corner, staring at them. They may notice people looking at them. I'm going to say in this instance, if they rolled a 12 or higher, they're going to notice certain people in the tavern. They're not, but they're not going to notice. Um, they're not going to notice anybody looking shifty unless you want them to. Okay, but they should roll pretty high. In my opinion, they should roll over 15 to get to get that. So they walk in now. Again, I do not allow for a player to be like, well, I'm going to roll again. No, you're not going to do that. We're going to roll once. This is your this is your perception as you walk in. Maybe later on, if they stay there a long time, if new people come in and things like that. But let them just roll once. If another person wants to help, they can. And what all that means is they roll a d20 as well. Um, who do they see? So I'm going to give this to you, okay? So there's lots of people in this, in this place. You notice... Um, <clears throat> You notice a, a group of people playing what appears to be some sort of game in the corner. Um, you notice um, uh, this is something I stole from a particular tavern that I read about. I forget what it is, but you notice another group who are um, playing a game where they're trying to throw coins, throw copper coins into the the eye slits of a of a helmet that's been nailed to the wall. Um, and you know if if one of them inev- you know inevitably one of your players may want to do that uh how, it's pretty tricky so they need a dex check so you look on the dex look on their dexterity score what's their dexterity bonus they're going to take a copper coin from their their own money and they're going to uh roll they need to, they need a 17 or higher and if they don't it bounces off maybe maybe if they roll really low a coin bounces off, I've done this before, bounces off the helmet and lands in the drink of a half-orc who's sitting at the, at a table nearby. And what you want to do with that, maybe maybe he admonishes them, maybe he challenges them to a fight or something like that. Um, maybe you don't have to do that right off the bat, but um, that's something to think about. Now, if they win, if they get the, uh, the coin in, they get to take the helmet off the, off the nail and empty it out and get all the copper in there. And it's for you to decide. I would say roll um, 2d6, two six-sided dice, and they can get whatever that is of copper out, maybe a couple silver in there as well. So you see you're setting this kind of of, of um, atmosphere. Now, who's behind the bar? So um, here's a guy named uh, Rearak Silverax, a dwarf, a uh, male dwarf behind the bar. He's got a reddish face, a red beard, balding head. Looks like he's seen a few things. He's got a scar down the left side of his face. Uh, you know, what else is in here in a Tangerine Dream? There's a bunch of, um, maybe there's a bunch of tapestries or, or uh, I guess, uh, wall hangings that depict different battles and different things, different uh, experiences that they have. Maybe there's some uh, animals mounted on the wall. It depends on what you want. Uh, who else is around? Um, there's uh, a, a couple dwarfs, a couple gnomes, a couple um, half orcs sitting around. Um, kind of, you could have a bard. You could have a bard plucking away at a, at a lute, and if they want to listen in on that, they could be telling a story, um, the story of adventurers who fought giants and and uh, a dragon in the desert, uh, which kind of uh, which I've done many times, which I've I've told. When, sometimes when our players go into taverns and inns, they hear bards telling the story of their previous uh, 
characters' lives, which they always find hilarious. Um, how much does it cost to stay? So if they want to stay there, uh, it will cost seven copper in this place per person to stay. So they have to keep that in mind. Um, what's on the menu? These are things that I like to do. Um, and how much does it cost? I like to make it realistic. You know, if they want to, if they, you know, what will it be? The guy says to them and they have to like say, you know, what do, what do you have? Well, we've got... Um, We've got a plate of knucklehead trout served with lemon. That'll be one silver and two copper. We've got uh, rabbit and baked pumpkin for six copper. We've got a cheese pie, onion soup for two silver, seven copper. Um, you know, pecan pie for pudding for dessert for three silver. On and on. You can do whatever you want. Um, use those <laughs> if they're helpful. Uh, of course, uh, no alcoholic drinks, so you can have... Uh, I always just say, um, for some reason, our students like to say Capri Sun uh, or Capri Sun, whatever that stuff's called. Uh, you can have whatever you want, uh, milk and milk and cookies. Um, but it's this place is cramped but brightly lit. Um, it looks um, roughly hewn, as I said, the tables, but the uh, the floor, but the tables are quite clean. Uh, but they are crammed up against the wall. The bar area is in front of the kitchen. Um, it's, you know, obviously in need of some kind of extension. Um, there's, a, like I said, a, maybe, a, maybe a stained tapestry uh, hanging from the wall depicting the, the history of the town. Um, as they walk in, maybe they're pushed aside by someone who appears to be rushing out the door. Now, if they set up at a table or at the bar or whatever and they're ordering food and they're looking to to get a um a night you know stay for the night they can roll another perception in my opinion to pick up rumors now these rumors you got to be careful because you may as a dm end up having to create a whole scenario around these rumors and you can do this like for the first session they can hear some rumors but some of them should be maybe dead leads red herrings and some maybe you've got to plan out a little bit for the next session okay so you know maybe the town is connected to a mine maybe the town relies on mining and the mines have been closed this is a, this is another kind of trope but it's it's I popular. I did one recently, and it really worked well. Um, so the mine was closed. This was near the Icewind Dale. It was very cold. Um, the mine was closed, and the 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 the, the, the town guard, who were who were known as the Axe, they shut the mine because of two missing miners, and they weren't allowing anyone to go down. But there were a couple of grimy miners, and the place was packed with people who were out of work and so they were a bit angry and the atmosphere was a bit electric a bit tense um and there are two kind of grimy miners who are who are telling this story to each other and if they roll high enough perception maybe even doesn't have to be high maybe just over 10 they can overhear this conversation about how angry um they are about the mine being closed and they can hear other rumors as well um that maybe someone in a town nearby overheard that um, some wolves uh, attacked a town and the wolves seemed to be speaking common. And again, that could turn into nothing or you could use that for something else. Um, what else you could do? Anything you want. Maybe uh, something like there's a body of water nearby. Um, maybe it's called 
lake. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe it's called Lake Silver, and there's some sort of monster uh, in the lake. There's like a like, maybe it's like a myth, and there's a, there's a that there's a monster. Maybe they could go and investigate. Maybe there is a monster, and a level one character shouldn't um, experience. Maybe it's something called an abolith, which is a terrifying um, creature that can enslave you and do all sorts of horrible things. But what you could do with that, what I would do with that as a level one character, if they are like, well, we're going to go out on the lake and we're going to investigate this monster. You could either have patrons in the, in, um, explain, you know, what the survivors have seen and maybe it is something terrifying and it might get their, into their heads that they shouldn't do it. Or you could, if they actually, if they're persistent, because I have had players investigate things that I wasn't ready for, but if you persist, if they're persistent, they go down to the docks and they, they have a piece of the boat that has come up that they, that they salvaged after, a, a, you know, an attack from this monster, maybe the boat's bitten in half. Uh, an abolith is a creature that you shouldn't be bothering with until you're, <laughs> um, what, I don't know, I'm no expert, maybe level seven. Maybe six. It depends on the size of the party. But they level ones cannot take an abolith. So if they are like, well, we're going to go out and investigate. Maybe the guy at the dock, um, he's a human, um, you know, a a kind of like human who's seen better days. His name is um, uh, Wiggins, uh, Wiggins often. And he says he kind of convinces him not or tries to convince him not to do it. They go out anyway. Uh, okay. And now you're in a situation. Oh, goodness. I've got a um, lake monster that is going to wipe out my party and I'm going to have some upset children or whatever. Um what you can do is a couple things. You can either have it come out of the water and terrify them, and they realize, hopefully, that this thing is massive. Or maybe it attacks a nearby boat, a fishing boat, and they see its capabilities, or they find nothing, or they just find wreckage. Um, it, it, you can do all kinds of things where they, you know, you should maybe hint somehow that they shouldn't be attacking this or approaching this until much, when they're much stronger. And then they, you can flesh it out and they can come back to it. Um, that's something to do if they become just a bit obsessed or they, if they become really interested in a thing you haven't prepared, you can make them come back to it by making it too dangerous for them uh, if you really feel like you're not ready for them to do it. Um, so they can hear all kinds of different rumors and things that you can just make up or that ones that you can, um, you can use for your adventure. So maybe again, people going missing is a very, um, popular one, a popular trope in D and D. Maybe somebody, uh, was robbed or maybe there's rumors that, um, a family is uh, a wealthy family is stealing uh, from you know the cooking the books doing a business raw business deal or something like that you could have them investigate that we had players um, investigate a family who claimed a, a, a dwarf on a on a boat <laughs> floating kind of ship uh, floating ship of course all sh all ships float um a floating it was like a casino where he said this family was hoarding magical treasures that they stole from people and they went there 
and they found that their house was connected to like a like a warehouse so they were trying to open the warehouse but the the door was trapped with a glyph of warding which is like a fireball trap uh or whatever trap and it exploded and it alerted the guards so now i was in this situation i was not prepared for them to do it they didn't bother to check the door for traps or try to do anything they just tried to open the door it exploded i had to have you have to have consequences to that because there's a massive shockwave going through the streets the building is now on fire i had the city guards come and i had to create a chase scenario because they ran away and what i did was um very quickly i had to google it but as i was doing it but we we did it and what i would say with the chase scene you have to make it as interesting as possible if it happens in your in your in your thing but in your game but uh essentially um i would make them roll initiative so roll a d20 and add their dexterity bonus and then do it for the guard or guards and then have them um describe what's happening so or you describe what's happening so they're running down the street which way do they go they choose a way left maybe they got an option left or right down the alley or down the street uh make an athletics check so you have to roll on the on their skills check um to jump over a a hole that's been dug you know by workmen or something and if they if they don't roll over 10 they fall in the hole and the the guards get a little closer um maybe there's someone has strung up clothes under and they have to like duck under to get you know if they roll really low they get underwear caught on their head and they they they're now disadvantaged on the next check because they're blinded by somebody's dirty underwear or clean underwear should be that's hanging on the line um etc etc <laughs> so these things kind of kind of get out of control from your out of your hands really in your uh in my opinion but that's kind of where the fun go, goes so i wouldn't panic about it i would just kind of go with it as best you can so you're back in the tab, but you're hearing these rumors, right? And let them kind of like soak up the atmosphere. Let them listen to the bard. Let them talk to people. Maybe they play a few games like like the coin toss uh, game. Maybe they, um, you know, set up, get it to their rooms and things like that. What I would also suggest you do is what I like to do is to have something like um, the door bursts open and a troll or some creature has come in and it just panics the in you don't do this every time but it, for me it's like a fun starting thing to do because you're going to get them to roll perception um, maybe persuasion you know which is on your skills check to persuade people to do different like not to give you more information about one of the rumors maybe or something like that but then you've got um, a an attack happening um, maybe that but again level one a troll is pretty tough so you have to make the troll already weakened so the troll is already damaged and don't i wouldn't roll the full damage uh, of the troll i would make him weak therefore i would reduce what the damage can do because sometimes you're going to have first player characters who have maybe six hit points and that will be really tough but what you can do is have a few people in the bar in the inn um, attack the creature as well so i would have that all pre-done pre-roll the trolls initiative pre-roll the helpful people in the bar uh, pre-roll their initiative as well roll a d20 look up a commoner's stats or look up uh D guard stats maybe commoner is better and then you will see their dexterity bonus add that to the to the roll and have that pre-done. 
okay? Because you know this is going to happen. This is a kind of preset, um, I wouldn't want to say railroady, but you're going to have this, this troll is going to burst through the door. You know it's going to. And it will cause a commotion. Maybe people panic. And maybe, um, and the only way really that can be, a troll can be killed properly is to be burned. So you've got to now, someone's got to yell that out or they've got to figure this out. And it's just a fun way to get them to, um, this whole scenario to get them to introduce their characters. I should have said that, that at the beginning and get to know each other and get to know the setting, hear some rumors, talk to some people, use different roles and attack something. So there's two main aspects to it. So they're they're using their personality, their role playing. You're getting to know them. You can spend a long time getting to know them in the in the in the inn. And then you get to know how they're gonna you get to teach them about combat. Okay. So initiative order, very simple. Uh whoever rolls highest goes first. Um and you just go in that order. Um so that's how it goes and they have to you can help work with them on their attacks or spells and things like that. And again, if you need any advice on anything I spoke about, you can always email me at lml um, at glenthorne.sutton.sch.uk or I'm on Twitter at Lucas J. Maxwell. So really, I just hope this kind of like setting itself. You kind of have to build it, flush it out yourself. But you, especially if they, um, <laughs> especially if they follow any of the leads or the rumors you've you've given them. But that's what I like to do. I like to... The main thing there is if you sprinkle enough rumors around, enough stories that they listen to, they have options. And that's what I like because you're making it like a sandbox. They don't have to go to the lake to investigate what's happening. They don't have to investigate the miners at all. But have many different things going on. It takes a little bit of time. Yes, it takes some planning, but it makes it worth it in my opinion. Okay, I hope that was helpful. (laughs) And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Take care.